Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. So with COVID cases increasing uh, in ICUs across Canada, Dr. David Jacobs is back with us, and he posted this on Twitter. Just a heads up, if at this point in the pandemic you're still anti-vaccine and post misinformation on my tweets, you're getting blocked. I don't care how long you've been following me or how many followers you have. Don't spread misinformation. Dr. Jacobs is chair of the Ontario Specialist Association and president of the Ontario Association of Radiologists. We call these segments that we have with uh, with Dr. Jacobs on the intersection of politics and health or health and politics. So, Dr. Jacobs, thanks for coming back on the show. We have hospital ICUs across the country reporting many, in some cases, most patients are unvaccinated, younger Canadians struggling with COVID. Some of them will die, unfortunately. They're receiving the best and the most modern health care available. Um, would being vaccinated have saved them from being admitted to a hospital ICU and spared them from being very, very sick or possibly dying? I have to start with that fundamental question. Yeah, absolutely. That's uh, that's proven through multiple studies. We've got half the globe vaccinated. Uh, there's no shortage of data that says vaccinated people are significantly less likely to end up uh, in hospital, significantly less likely to end up in the ICU, and significantly less likely to die from COVID. Uh, it, it's no longer a matter of debate. It's a matter of fact. And evidence in British Columbia shows unvaccinated people are 34 times more likely to be hospitalized than vaccinated people if, if they both contract COVID. Now, I get emails and tweets and texts from telling from people telling me how wrong I am to be vaccinated and that I shouldn't be talking about getting vaccinated. You obviously have had enough. Tell us about what you've decided to do. Well, listen, there's... Um you are 60 times more likely to end up in the ICU if you're unvaccinated. 60 times. Right now, the ICUs are not filled with people from, uh, who have had complications from vaccinations. and They're filled with people who have COVID. I don't know of a single ICU bed that is occupied by somebody with a, with a complication from the vaccine. So let's be realistic about uh, the benefits of vaccination. Let's be realistic about the risks of vaccination. We know that the vaccine is not risk-free. Uh, there are multiple options for vaccines, uh, and they have different complications associated with them. Those complications, for the most part, are very, very mild. Occasionally, you'll get some serious neurologic complications, uh, but for the most part, they're very mild, and they are very rare. So uh, we, we, we have to understand that. The next thing that we have to understand is that um, when we have a significant portion of the population who is not vaccinated, that we can see quite clearly, I don't have to make the argument, the argument is made by virtue of the facts on the ground, it clogs up our ICUs. When our ICUs are clogged, it makes it, it makes it impossible for us to do the more complex elective surgeries. And those elective surgeries are not so elective. Those are cancer surgeries, many of them. Those are joint replacements. Those are things that really very much need to get done. So uh, I'm, I'm at the point now where I'm just I'm always willing to have an open conversation with people, but I'm not willing to debate the facts anymore.
Okay, so now I receive letters, um, emails, um, tweets, texts from listeners sending me links to what is claimed to be warnings by respected doctors that vaccines lead to death. People truly believe this. What do you say to them? Well, uh, it's, it's, a, it's, it's problematic because there is a tremendous amount of mis- misinformation that's out there on the Internet. Um, and I had a very long conversation just yesterday with someone who I know who's recently lost their job because they refused to get vaccinated. Now, I don't uh, and I told them that I don't begrudge them for not having get for not having been vaccinated but i explained to them that there is so much misinformation out there that how how could they as a layperson um know how to parse through the 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 data and how to parse through the information and what's most troubling is that some of this misinformation in fact a fair amount of it is coming from physicians we've got a small group of Canadian physicians, we've got a a slightly larger group of U.S. physicians who are putting out a whole lot of nonsense, Uh, and people are latching on to that, especially those who are vaccine hesitant, uh, as proof that they shouldn't get vaccinated, and it has consequences. So one of the consequences, again, that you're putting in place is that if misinformation about vaccines is uh, placed on your Twitter feed, you will block the person was placing that misinformation. I read about a a physician in Alabama who's decided that as of the 1st of October, so yesterday, that he's not going to treat anyone in his hospital, in his uh, his practice any longer, who is not vaccinated. There's also the question, the ethical question that's asked, and I'll ask you to talk about that doctor's decision in a moment, but there's also the issue of ethics, and this one is raised periodically in different scenarios, and in this case, it's this scenario. If two people present with COVID and they're seriously ill and they must go to an ICU or be admitted to an ICU, one of the patients has been vaccinated, the other not. You can see it coming. Who gets the bed if there's one bed available? And is that that an ethical question that doctors are going to have to start dealing with? Hopefully not. Hopefully not. But in some places they might. Um, I think that if you – so let's first talk about the physician who's – uh, so we'll talk about my decision to block people who are posting this, this information. I have a significant following on uh, social media. People do go to my social media page for entertainment, but they also go there for medical information. If I'm posting something uh, to help people understand uh, medicine and then they start posting misinformation underneath it, that just further spreads misinformation. And, and, and I can't have that. In terms of doctors refusing to treat patients who are unvaccinated, I don't think that that's ethically correct. I think that we have to realize that there are a lot of people who, are, who aren't physicians, who are getting misinformation from physicians, from the Internet, from whatever, and they're making their decisions based on that. As physicians, we need to be patient and we need to continuously talk to our patients and try and get them vaccinated and try and get them to protect themselves. How successful are you at persuading someone who has decided, for whatever reason, the vaccination is not correct, that it's not what it's said to be, they've decided they're not going to be vaccinated. How successful are you generally in persuading Uh, someone to rethink it? About 100%. 
<laughs> Most people in Canada um, are well educated. Most people in Canada are very reasonable, uh, and, and most people are open to uh, getting uh, the best information available. When you present somebody with the best information available, uh, they will likely make the be- a, a good choice. There are some people who are just mired in their beliefs, and you're never going to change that. But the people that, but if you take the time uh, to talk to people about vaccination, about masks, about protecting themselves, about protecting others, they're usually quite reasonable. And so I think that if we as, a, and, and you can see it in our numbers, we have anywhere from, uh, I think our lowest province is 80%, our highest uh, territories are in 97%. We have very good uptake of the vaccine. All right. Um, we do have, I just want to add, add this last thought. We do have a situation, we do have a reality in, the, in this country and elsewhere where personal responsibility for health becomes important and it's part of policy. Uh, for example, there are some centers in this country where you cannot receive a liver transplant if you have an issue with alcohol and you haven't stopped drinking. Yes. So that that exists, that policy is in place, and I'm just wondering whether we're going to get to the spot, to the to the time, at some point potentially, where someone who is unvaccinated will be placed at the end of the line to get into an ICU. I'm not suggesting it should happen. I'm wondering if it will. So basically, when you have limited resources, uh, and ICU beds are a limited resource, uh, there are different ways of getting to triage. The final pathway for triage, as had been proposed uh, about a year ago, when we were looking at triage in Ontario, was random assignment of beds. Uh, so it, and so you would start off with the point system, and what, if you got to the end of the point system and all things being equal, it was a random draw. Would vaccination end up being part of that point system? Now, I'm going to take the easy way out of this. It's not up to me to decide as a physician. It's up to bioethicists that are employed by the hospital and by the government to make that decision. So if they chose choose to put that in as a point as, as one of the points in the point system, then so be it. Uh, but I'm very, very uncomfortable choosing who's going to live and who's going to die. That's not my role as a physician. As a physician, it's my role to try and give everyone the best shot at life and the, and the best outcome possible. Always enjoy the conversations, Dr. Jacobs. Thank you so much. Pleasure. Talk soon.